I told my wife I wouldn't drink tonight. Besides, I got a big day tomorrow. You guys have a great time. A big day doing what? Well, it's actually a pretty nice little Saturday. We're going to go to Home Depot, buy some wallpaper, maybe get some flooring, stuff like that. Maybe Bed Bath Beyond, I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. Welcome to Should You Watch This with the Popcorn Priest, the weekly podcast where movie enthusiasts, ex-movie projectionists, new and old friends take the time to talk about a movie that we just watched and answer that very question, should or shouldn't you watch this? This podcast is a very big idea, my friend. We're talking about a non-exclusive egalitarian brotherhood where community status and, more importantly, age have no bearing whatsoever. Get ready to pledge in this week's review and breakdown of Old School from 2003. When Mitch's life fell apart... What are you doing home? He found a new place to live. We are officially starting a fraternity. That's genius. But one man's home... This is my house. ...is another man's party. Half these guys don't even go to the school. I want in. Luke Wilson, Will Ferrell, and Vince Vaughn. You tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We'll come back by tonight. Old School, rated R, February 21st. <laughs> All right, welcome back to part two of our breakdown of Old School from 2003. If you haven't listened to part one, head on over and get that first and then come back and join us for the spoilery version of our review and breakdown of Old School. So we're going to start off with popcorn trivia. Let me tell you something, Pandeo. So <laughs> this is popcorn trivia. So Frank's streaking scene was shot on a city street, okay? As Will Ferrell remembers, one of the storefronts was a 24-hour gym with Stairmasters <laughs> and treadmills in the window. I didn't know this. And I tried to put stuff in here that I didn't know about the movie, and I thought this was hilarious. So he says, he's quoted to say, I was rehearsing in a robe, and all these people are in the gym watching me. I asked one of the production assistants, Shouldn't we tell them I'm going to be naked? Sure enough, I dropped my robe, and there were shrieks of pure horror. <laughs> After the first take, nobody was in the window anymore. I took that as a sign of approval. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I did see that as well, and I didn't know that before. Yeah, I didn't, before I looked I didn't into either. that. So speaking of Will Ferrell, he, uh, he was really naked for the streaking scene. He, he justified it by saying it showed his character falling off the wagon. The fact that it made sense was the reason I was really into doing it and why I was able to commit on that level, he explained to the BBC. If it was just for the sake of doing a crazy shot, then I don't think it made sense. Still, Farrell needed some liquid courage and was intimidated by the presence of Snoop Dogg. So <laughs> whenever I see this, I'm always like, not because I want to see Will Farrell's dong, but I always am looking, I'm like, oh, he's got to for sure have one of those like, peach colored like you know thong like what, what what's the the thing that has your butt out the the jock strap like i always thought he had a jock strap but it sounds like he was nude like full nude uh, he went for it man that's, he went for it that's crazy uh some of luke wilson's scenes like when he arrives home were done in one take and the crew nicknamed him one take wilson <laughs> 
I didn't know that. One take lesson. So I, I'm, I'm sure you, I didn't know this, but I'm sure you knew this, but the foul mouth band playing at the wedding, it's a real Dan rock band. Uh, what? The, yeah, you just said it, the Dan band. And they've appeared in Starsky yeah. and Hutch and The Hangover. Uh, a lot of other movies. Um, like there's, yeah, they've been, they've been in a, a lot of movies. He's a, like, he's a comedian, or at least he started out as a, as a comedian, um and and then he started just doing wedding singing and and brought this flair on it and then he started getting massive massive following it's some of the best like it still gets me every time but the first time <laughs> when i when i watched it i was like i was the same as all the people in the in dancing like turning around like did i did i see that and dude, I have right, a, like, I have a crazy wait. story that I have to tell you um, about the same kind of idea of like slipping in words that are not supposed to be there. So mm-hmm. when to so the listeners, Dan and I worked at a electronics store back in the day. It was called Ultima Electronics. It's now defunct, but Dan trained me as a sales guy. And there was just yeah. a lot of, I mean, we could probably have six podcasts about the shenanigans that went on at Ultima Electronics. But the one thing that <laughs> is related to this this band just slipping in profanity when, during the song is, you remember uh, Keith? <laughs> Keith Richards? No, Keith at work. Keith uh, Henninger. Do you remember that yes. guy? Yes. So whenever I, I didn't ever do anything crazy, like, like we won't get into it, but there was, you guys did some crazy stuff to me and to other people. And, but the one thing that I hold true to me that I did was whenever he had a phone call, I would page him to the front of the store and I would say queef hamburger to the, <laughs> to the raceway. <laughs> and then I would say his name really quick, the right way. And then I would say it the wrong way. And <laughs> And he, I, I thought he never knew. I thought no one knew. And I, and I would see people like look up at the, you know, like at the ceiling. Like, did I hear, did I hear Queef Hamburger? Or was, no, it was, it was Keith. Yeah. So anyway, there's my uh, tie into old school. Which, well, not, and, and I, I've got one other tie in. Like when, when you see Vince Bond's character owning the speaker cities, like it, doesn't it take you back a little bit? Yes, a thousand percent. When he's talking to like when you watch Forty Year Old Virgin, man, like that <laughs> wow. takes me all oh the way back. None of none of that could be done in a movie again. At uh, at um, a Forty Year Old Virgin, none of those things. Like you can't have that in a movie anymore. But it's for sure true. All of it is. Exactly oh. what happened. Well, even this, even old school bunch couldn't yeah, there, have it there's now. It's just tragedy. Yeah, but that's why we have this movie. It keeps keeps us going. We have, but like honestly, this is something that I was thinking about, and I want to add some stuff to some of your your trivia. But um, is the, just while you're on that, what what you just said, like this is still relevant today. Yeah. Yeah. 18 years later and it's super relevant. Yeah. Super like they could re-release this and 
a whole new generation would would watch this and die. Yeah, I I, I agree a thousand percent. Speaking of um, Vince Vaughn, we were talking about you know the Speaker City, so he had to keep the crowd at Mitchapalooza, the Mitchapalooza scene, over 300 extras under control by entertaining them for at least an hour before Snoop went on. Really? Uh, yeah, because I guess people were just going ape. I mean, you can imagine all those people there, 300 people just waiting for something to happen. Sounds like a nightmare. And I bet they were all drinking as, as well. Correct. Speaking of yeah. Snoop Dogg as well, he agreed to cameo in the film so he could play Huggy Bear in Starsky and Hutch of 2004. So writer-director Todd Phillips admitted to essentially bribing him, using his desire to play Huggy Bear to his advantage. So he says, so when I went to him, I said, I want you to do Huggy Bear. He was really excited, and I said, oh, yeah, also, you'll have to do this little thing for me in old school, a little cameo. So he kind of had to do it for him, is what he, what he says. And it was great. And greatest highlight of the movie. Actually, no, you, you and I, you, you and I have quoted parts of that Snoop song first. Yes. Dude, this song, like, <laughs> I make money, money, make money, money. <laughs> I feel like I could be the guy, his, I don't know who it is, and I'm going to seem like a super white guy, because I am. Even though my last name's Compton. Talk about that paper tree. Money, 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 money. It's such an awesome song. <laughs> he just goes, chicken wings. Chicken wings. <laughs> anyway, man, it's, it's so great. It's so great. Uh, before filming, Vince Vaughn worked with Will Ferrell to figure out their characters' backstories and how they knew each other. He credited that, credited that with helping him figure out who Bernard was, which led to several ad-lib moments. The earmuff scene where he swears in front of the kids, and then I tell the kid to earmuff that, <laughs> that all is off the cuff. But that is stuff is a lot easier to do when you know who, who you are and your circumstances and what what your characters are, Vince explained. So I quote that all the time now. Bro. And uh, I just, yeah, here we go. I, I have it right here. You said good for me. I'm going to talk to Uncle Mitch for a second here. It's so great. There you go, buddy. How long have these people been in my house? They've been here all day. You know, that party that we had last night has given us all kinds of street cred. <laughs> what are you street cred? <laughs> Mitch, this is called Rush. We are officially starting a fraternity. I like it. That's genius. <laughs> Will. You heard Pritchard, all right? We're obligated to do this. Now, this house, he says, is zoned specifically for social services and student housing. Fraternity solves both of those, right? Correct. But this is my house. I live here, Beanie. I'm 30 years old. None of us are enrolled in the college. Okay, I understand. Makes no that. sense. Yeah, you're getting you, you focused on all the wrong sort of details here. <laughs> Look, did you or did you not have a good time at the party? I had an awesome time. <laughs> I know that you had an awesome time, okay? I think the entire town knows that you had an awesome time. I had an awesome I'm trying to time. ask Mitch whether or not he had an awesome time. Yeah, I had a good time. Okay, that's good. And now, wouldn't you want those good times to keep going? Oh, have a more God. good... I, mean, I don't understand it. I don't know why it's so hard for you to admit that you want this. We got 40 guys out there that want this. There must be a reason for it, Mitch. Look, I appreciate your enthusiasm. I know you guys are trying to help, but the truth of the matter is, I've had a hell of a day, an even worse month, 
And the fact is, I got 40 strangers out in my living room, and all I want to do is get some fucking sleep. So I'm sorry, but we're not starting a fraternity. I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Then you can say fuck, shit, bitch, whatever you want. Cock, balls. I'm just proving the point. You don't have to celebrate, Frank. That's got to celebrate, Frank. Oh, dude, it's so great. <laughs> You don't gotta celebrate it, Frank. Oh, Vince Vaughn is the is the king of double talk, man. I just love it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, did you know what what do you think the last scene that was shot? Um. Well, I I I you, read this, so read, I okay. I know. Okay, so it's the Mitchapalooza, which I think is a great yeah. like way to to you know send off the movie. Was send a, it off. Was yeah. Great. Completely agree. So this was another thing I didn't know, but Vince Vaughn, Luke Wilson, and Will Ferrell dubbed themselves the Wolf Pack several years, be- several years before Todd Phillips directed the Hangover. Hangover. So suck it, Hangover peeps. <laughs> I have two more trivia points. This one is really cool. Ivan Reitman, director of Stripes and Ghostbusters, was an executive producer on the film. Phillips really? And, yeah. Phillips and Armstrong wrote and rewrote every day for two months at Reitman's house, an experience Phillips described as comedy writing boot camp. Can you imagine, like, being able to go to this guy's house? He's just rich and just sit and pick his brain about your comedy. And you're barely writing something new. It's just awesome. It'd be amazing. I, I think I know your last one. Oh, you do? What do you think it is? You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> no, no, that's not. That's my last trivia point. What, what, what? Are you, what do you want to say about Blue? Um, that the the funeral scene. Yes. That picture is actually him. Oh yeah, yeah. That is, it's him in the military. In the navy. Yeah, it's in so the dope. navy. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. And I read too about Blue that like he had a long like history of acting. And what's funny is this this was the movie that everyone recognized him for <laughs> was old school when he Boy, would he be on the street. That's another one liner, right? Mean, yeah, you're my that's boy. That's another one liner. Yeah, oh, I use it amazing. all the time. I probably use it this week. All the time. Yeah. Absolutely. So my last Popcorn trivia. In the film, Frank gets married at Westminster Presbyterian Church in Pasadena, California. Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson were in that same church two years later for Wedding Crashers. Ah. Same church. So, there you go. Yeah. Okay, I've, I've got a good one to add to it, and then we can move on. All right, I, hit, hit me with it. I think you might like this one. So... The, the Oscars, I, I don't know if, because look, comedies like this are never going to be up for best picture, right? And to be so, honest, they doing a comedy is so much harder than a drama. I don't care what anyone says. Like, it's so hard to I do agree. comedy. Good comedy. Funny to comedy. Carry, to carry it for, for uh, you know, an hour and a half to two hours. Absolutely. So hard. So, so hard. So. Oscar doesn't have best comedy anything, right? It's garbage. But 
the MTV Movie Awards <laughs> does. Yeah, yeah. Now they have best comedic performance. Okay. Yeah. And Will Ferrell was the only one out of the cast that was nominated. I think uh, maybe Vince Vaughn was too. Now that I think about it, but neither one of them won. So this was back in 2003. Weak. Who do who do you think beat them out for best comedic performance? 2003. Someone from Road Trip. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Mike Myers, Austin Powers. Mm. No, I'd veto that. No. I mean, I, be I, love, well. I love Austin Powers, but he's not in the top 10 comedies of all time. So, no, sorry. No. Mike. Yeah. I would put, that's, I that's, would put Soy Married and Axe Murder higher than Austin Powers. Like, oh, 100%. I quote that movie every week. Yeah. That movie's great. Yeah. I disagree with that. So, that's a, that's a good, that's a good, that should be a beef, dude. It should be a beef. Speaking of beefs. Where's the beef? Hey, where's the beef? So, popcorn beefs. I only have two, and they're big. Okay. There okay. were there were plans to produce a sequel with the main characters on college spring break. Upon reading the script, Will Ferrell, when promoting Semi Pro, said that he and Vince Vaughn had the same reaction when the story just felt like it was repeating itself. It wouldn't have been. It would have been called old school dose my beef is okay. they didn't make it like i don't really care if it's a if it's more of the same beats like that's fine i bet it well, would have been awesome okay but let let me play devil's advocate for all a right, second right. because i i brought up a movie that to me I would have always have put number one without going one, a one B one C one D as far as my favorite comedy, mm. but they did a sequel and it was so bad that I couldn't even watch it. And it took the shine a little bit off of the original with really? dumb and dumber. Oh, you're, uh, so which sequel are you talking about? The one with the actual, with Jim Carrey and, or, or the yeah. one that was made with like a prequel, some weird prequel. No, yeah, I didn't watch. The, I didn't even watch the prequel. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the the sequel. Yeah, the sequel wasn't as good. And it's I, not even close. Like it, it was terrible. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm more forgiving than you are, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It near didn't hold hold a candle to the to the first one for sure. No, and it and it took a little bit of the shine off. So. I think, like, you know, like a George Costanza, you, you, you know, you you got to walk out on that high note. Yeah, I just. just but gonna, I agree. I, I would have liked to have seen another. Again, if, I, I just I think there's so much you could do with it. Yes. If they, I don't want a crap movie, but I'm assuming that, I mean, Todd Phillips did the Hangover trilogy and two out of three were good. So, like, I, I mean. I feel like he could have pulled. Yeah, 
even the second one was was watchable, even though it was bad. Yeah, the yeah, second, the one, second was one wasn't watchable. great, but it was still fun to watch. Like you could, you could still watch it. But right, all right. Here's my here's my last beef. Okay, okay. So it didn't seem to make a difference to DreamWorks that Phillips and Armstrong had written the role of Bernard with Vince Vaughn in mind. The, the studio didn't want him. After his breakout success in Swingers, Vaughn had taken roles in dramas like the 1998 remake of Psycho. This is, uh, this is what Vaughn said. So when Todd Phillips wanted me for old school, the studio didn't want me, Vaughn said to Variety in 2015. They didn't think I could do comedy, they said. He's a dramatic what? actor from smaller films. Todd really had to push for him to be in the movie. Like, my beef is with the studio execs. Like, pop, right. pop off, dude. Vince Vaughn, that, he, that's his bread and butter. Without question. I, and look, he, he, he was actually really good in, in Psycho. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he was actually really good in, like, True Detective. And, and oh, great. so Yeah, great. Yeah. Like, look, I, I can see what they're saying. He's just, he's a talented, he's a super talented guy. Um, and, but between old school and, and wedding crashers, Ike, the gene and swingers, like, let's be honest. You yeah. just brought that up. Like there's, there's swingers is great. There's true, true genius there. Yeah. Yeah. Any more beefs? Any beefs that you have with the film, or, or anything surrounding the, the movie? No, I, I, to be to be honest with you, I, I, it's just King, you know. It's just it's just King to me. So, so no, I think it's just comedic genius perfection and all that. Like it's not too long. It's not too too short. I, I guess. Okay, you want to know what? I actually do have one beef. Okay. One beef. Lay on the beefs. And lay on, slap, slap the beef. Sla- so, slap of the beef. Slap of the beef. Slap of the beef. <laughs> so at the, at the end, right, well, when it's rolling credits, they, they have just a couple of extra little scenes where, like, uh, the guy's Porsche flips over and uh, kills yeah. Dean Pritchard, right? Mm-hmm. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. Some of those types of things. Like, this is one where I would have loved to have seen some outtakes, some, oh, like, dude. just have, some of the behind-the-scenes the dialogue. The, I, I own the extra R-rated version, the, like, un, the unrated version, and they have some bloopers on it, and I, act, I think I put it on uh, my server, and they're, they're amazing. The bloopers are great. So check them out. Yeah. Check them out on the server. They're, they're awesome. Okay. I will check that out then because they, they weren't on, on this one. And I just thought, man, I really, no, I mean, like, they're not in the movie. I you have to like more. watch them separately. Like they're not part of the movie, right, right, right. but they should have been. I right. agree with you. Yeah. That, that's, this feels like a movie that should have some outtakes at the end. It'd be great. Yeah. I just wanted a little more. Like, again, it was, it was great from a, a timing perspective, um, I just wanted just just a little more, but not more of the story. Just more of them being so damn funny. Yes, yeah. Well, that brings us to popcorn puzzles. A sphincter says what? What? A sphincter <laughs> says what? 
What? Exactly. <laughs> so my only popcorn puzzle is I think this is the first time that I'm hearing that Vince Vaughn's character, it, his nickname is Beanie. I, I heard Bernard, but for some reason, I never heard Beanie before. And during the whole times that I've watched this, isn't that weird? This is, a, is, a this is the first time I, I've heard him being called Beanie all the time. And I'm like, who's Beanie? Anyway. No, I heard Beanie. Yeah. I, that's just my personal puzzle. I was like, how did I not hear that all these years? <laughs> it's weird. Here's more of just like a, a puzzle that is more of a credit to, to Phillips. But, you know, they, he didn't really give virtually any backstory on any character, but you felt like you knew their previous five to 10 years. Yeah, that's true. I think that's probably one I was mentioning the trivia about how um, Vince Vaughn wanted to do all the backstory between him and Will Ferrell's character. Cause I think it really helped the performance. Cause you did, you, you're right. You feel like these, you knew these guys. But like even some of the the like what is Leah Remini, who's Vince Vaughn's wife in in this, um, like it, like even her, you knew kind of that backstory. And Will Ferrell's wife, you could just kind of see that, you know, maybe they met at a time where mm-hmm. where he was just an absolute dumpster fire, <laughs> and uh, you know she she coached him up, but he just. You know, you can you can take the feral out of the out of the backwoods, but you can't take the backwoods out of feral. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, which, by the way, the, probably one of the funniest parts of this movie is when he forgets his own birthday, bro, at the funeral. <laughs> He's, He's like, like oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and. I, uh, okay, so that, I think from from a puzzle perspective, that's that's like the the other one that that I would throw in there. That it was amazing how he was able to to pull that together because they jumped like right into it, right? Yeah. Other than the backstory where he's at the seminar, comes home, and and his his wife is involved in a gangbang, <laughs> which I guess that that's another thing that probably should have came up in in trivia. Oh, is yeah. that Todd Todd Phillips Todd makes Phillips. the appearance when when he opens the door and he's like here for the gangbang? He's got a <laughs> dirty stash on and that weird like Jufro. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> the pubic curls. Uh, it's amazing with a with a tracksuit with like yeah. a velvet tracksuit. And he's kind of like on. he's kind of like bouncing a little bit and looking around like, <laughs> like hey, <laughs> he's ready to go. Uh, <laughs> So, so yeah, that's, that's the only puzzle piece that I would bring in. I like it. All right. Our last category is popcorn redemption. I have exercised the demons. So like I, like I said in the previous podcast, the reason why this is part of the show is whether we have a really bad take or a good take on a movie, I always want to leave it up, leave, leave everyone on a good note. And so, Popcorn Redemption is for that reason. And to be honest, uh, I all, all, all of it is Popcorn Redemption. 
I love all of it. I can't think of anything negative to say about it. And I want to play my favorite soundbite of all time. And I could listen to this like 20 times a day. Let me hit you with this. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. I like you. Like when he gets shot in the neck and John William Scott's like, whoa, that is awesome. Bro, he says that could that could pierce a rhino skin from a hundred yards away. And then he says, Pop. You just took one in the jugular, man. (laughs) You got a dart. Wait, what? What? You got a dart in your neck. You're a neck, man. <laughs> Bro, that that is I, I can tell you that no less than five different times that has that part has gotten me to laugh so hard to the point of of tears. Like when when he's walking toward the kid and he's pushing kids heads out of the way and then Vince Vaughn kind of looks at him and looks at his son like oh hey look here comes Frank and then he just there's a lady screaming bloody murder and he just hits the table and and takes an endo off into the pool and then the the music starts hello darkness my old friend oh man I'm I'm serious when I tell you no less than five times it has brought me to tears and sheer gut pain. Well, let's um, get to you one from, more time. From laughter. <laughs> you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. I like you, but you're crazy. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> yeah. Well, really amazing. I mean, it's it's easy to say that I give this a a golden bucket, golden bucket for sure. Yeah, highest mark possible. Anything else you want to leave? Any parting thoughts? I think that this is, even though the 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 script never made it, I I still think that there's room for another old school, and so I I hope that they. They do try to, to bring this one back. Even though I said what I said about Dumb and Dumber, this one I'm willing to take a chance on because there's just garbage for well, comedy. Right and I now. feel like we're at that point where maybe Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn's career is dipping a little bit enough that they could probably just pull this off. Yeah, they could they could use a little a little pick me up. Yeah. But no, man. Other than that, as as always, brother. Like I love being on the pod. I love that you continue to work so hard at this. And um, I I just am really appreciative, man. Dude, it's mutual, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and uh, thanks a lot. With that, hit me up on the Twitters or the Instas. If you want to interact with the great popcorn priest at popcorn priest, I respond to every tweet, post, comment, hashtag, and whatever else there is. Let us know if there's something you'd like us to watch. Also, if you enjoyed this or any of our previous episodes, please subscribe so you can get notifications on our newest episodes. I love movies, and I'd love it if you'd share the love. Muchas gracias. Another way to share the love is sharing those dollars. I've created a Patreon account if you've liked anything up to this point and want to support the show so we can continue to bring you these 
entertaining reviews, please do so at patreon.com forward slash popcorn priest. And always, thanks for listening. And again, special thank you to my guest, Dan Sacklunch, for coming on the show. Make money, money, make, make money, money, money. money. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys on the next one. 